Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. We know running a small firm is tough and ending the year with a profit is even tougher. That's why we created Profit for Small Firm Architects. It's a three-module digital course and it's available to you for free. Right now by visiting entrearchitects.com slash free course. Entree Architect Podcast, episode 127. Welcome back to the Entree Architect Podcast. My name is Mark Arlapage, and this is the podcast dedicated to a successful life as a small firm architect. Whether you have plans to someday start your own firm, whether you're in the process of launching a startup or you might be an experienced small firm architect just trying to make a difference, this podcast is for you. My goal is to inspire you to build a better business so that you may pursue your purpose with passion and live the life of your dreams. We are living during an amazing period of time with rapid change and global innovation. Human society is changing every day, right before our very eyes. The world as I knew it, as a pre-internet child, no longer exists. And the world that we are experiencing today, right now, will be unrecognizable in less than a decade. This week at Entree Architect Podcast, I share my thoughts on six technologies that will radically change the architecture profession in less in 10 years. This episode of the Entree Architect podcast is sponsored by FreshBooks, the easiest way to send invoices, manage expenses, and track your time. Learn more 
at freshbooks.com slash architect. So I find it a bit ironic here sitting at my studio here at Five Cat Studio with no power. This morning we had a uh, power outage. The wind is blowing a little bit. It's a beautiful day here in Westchester County, New York. Blue skies, sunny. Uh, it's a little cool, but windy. And this morning we had a tree fall on the neighbor's power lines and took down the entire power line in front of the house. So we have no power here at the studio. And today I had planned to record this episode about technology. So here we are with no power, uh, limited technology. But what's really cool is that I grabbed my iPhone, grabbed my iPad and headed out. And I took off to Starbucks and used Starbucks Wi-Fi to prep for this this episode. So here we are, technology at its finest, even though we have no power. Uh, I had the devices, I had the tools to continue doing what I'm doing. So it may sound um, you know, it, interesting that, that I'm talking about technology and, and here we are with no power. So um, technology and architecture is constantly, continuously improving and it's constantly invo- evolving. It's, it's changing and it's changing the way we do what we do as architects, it's changing the world every day. Um, every day, we're living in such an exciting time to to see the innovations that are happening all around us. Uh, from the day we were born until until today, that the the world has changed completely, completely. I was born in 1970. Um, amazing uh, revolutions in technology since the 70s in architecture, specifically technology sort of entered our profession in the 90s. And that's where I entered the profession as well. I entered the profession in 1993, graduated in 93, uh, got a job and CAD was in that transition. We were in that transition between hand drawing and and CAD drawing. And Anne-Marie, my wife and my partner here at Five Cat Studio, and I, that's where I met Anne-Marie, we were the first ones in that that office to to run CAD, and we actually weren't even trained in CADs. So that's sort of, that's how early we were in the transition. The schools were not even teaching CAD as a as a mainstream topic uh, in 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 schools. They were teaching it, but it was like an option. You know, there was CAD class that you could take it as an elective if you wanted to. Uh, but everything was still hand drawing. Our education was all hand drawn. Uh, most of the the offices were still hand drawing using, you know, drawing, uh, drawing, drafting boards and straight liners. And, um, it, and so, uh, you know, the nineties is where this transition happened. I was part of that transition and, and I saw the resistance that firms had. They saw, I saw, um, the older generation who were hand draftsmen, uh, say this is just a fad. This is not going to be necessary. We're not going to need this. And eventually, as you all know, CAD came and, and dominated the profession for many, many years. Um, and today, we're, we, we see that same transition happening, that same evolution in our profession, uh, moving to BIM, moving, taking, going from CAD to full building information modeling um, through 3D modeling, you know, two different things, 3D modeling, building information modeling, sort of taking the information that goes inside buildings and around buildings and how buildings work and everything that it puts it together, puts it all into that model and it becomes BIM. Um, 
and that and BIM is already changing the profession, right? So so the way we do architecture is shifting from CAD to BIM. And so not only um, is is the the profession changing from a from a, uh, a technology point of view, but also the workflow of how we do what we do as architects, and, and the way buildings are being built is being changed uh, with BIM, and 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 construction is being changed. The construction industry is being changed by BIM, and so this evolution, this revolution from CAD to BIM is happening, and we're here in the middle of it. And I, and I see small firm. Uh, architects, many of them, not all of them, uh, that same resistance to move from CAD to BIM that I saw in the 90s when I saw the profession resisting moving from hand drawing to CAD, which today seems ridiculous that you would move, that you would resist the change from from hand drawing to CAD. Um, But I see that happening in BIM as well. And, And I don't blame anyone. I'm in that same place where I'm, you know, I'm at that age where I grew up in the profession as uh, using CAD and so moving to a completely different technology and it is a completely different technology and how it works and, and why it works and, and the, ta- the time it takes to, to learn it. Um, I completely understand that resistance, but it's inevitable. It's happening. It's going to happen. And if we don't get on board, it's, it's going to pass us. Uh, just like many of the hand drafting architects of the eighties and nineties were left behind when the CAD uh, revolution happened. Um, so, Technology, it's an amazing thing. You know, so we have these virtual studios today. You know, I'm a virtual studio. Five Cat Studio is a virtual studio. Uh, I have my studio my studio here in Westchester. Anne-Marie has a studio in the house in a separate part of the building, uh, in a separate part of the house, two levels away from one another. Uh, and our staff is remote. Our, our project managers have their own studios. Our draftsmen have their own studios, independent contractors. That's a result of technology. That's a result of communication tools and collaboration tools finally maturing enough where we can do that, where we can shut down our big 2,000 square foot monster of a studio and send everybody home and and save $5,000 a month in rent. Virtual studios are here. It's the way that small firm architects will, uh, eventually all small firm architects will start that way, that they will start um, as virtual studios, and then they will grow into physical studios if they choose to. And so virtual studios is part of that technology. Um, and the internet will continue to change the world, uh, as well as our profession and the way we do things. And so um, resistance to that change is is uh, important. We need to be aware of the resistance um, because the next generation of technology is coming. And that's really what I want to talk about today is this next generation of technology um, and how it's going to change the profession again. It's going to change the profession dramatically from what it is today. And so the question here is, will you be there to, to, to take advantage of that opportunity, to, to see this next generation of changes coming in technology? And will you take advantage of that? Will you be an early adopter of this new revolution, of these inevitable changes that are going to take place in our profession? They are, it, it's, not an, it's not an option. They're coming. These, these technologies that I'm talking about today are here, okay? These technologies that I'm going to talk about today are here, and they will be mainstream in our society here in the United States and, and most of the world in the next five years. In the next five years, these technologies that I'm talking about, they're already here. They're already happening. But in, in the, they will be mainstream. They will be part of our lives within the next five years. And I'm giving architects a pass here. I'm saying within the next 
10 years for architects because architects are notoriously slow to adopt these these technologies. And so we will adopt them, but we will be slow to adopt them. So I'm going to say that these technologies will dramatically change the profession within the next decade. And so I want to go through some of these technologies and and you've heard of all of them. You know of all of them. Um, Many of them have been talked about for for a decade or more. Uh, And but they've all sort of been science fiction and fantasy and they're they're slowly becoming real and they, and they're all real today. Every one of these things are real. Um, and they're going to change the profession in the way we do things. So the first technology is 3d printing. It's here. We're already doing it. You can buy a 3d printer for a few hundred dollars and you can design something, a 3d model on the computer and you can have this thing printed out a couple of hours. You can have a model of whatever you want. Um, that technology will evolve and will become a, a significant change in the profession, in the industry of construction and the way we do things. Um, certainly modeling, you know, you can take that 3D model that's on your computer um, and print it out. You can print out models of your buildings so that you, and see them real life and see how they work and much faster than you could create them by cardboard or, or um, more precise at least, and, you know, to the speed of, of how, how precise they can be. And parts, parts of the building themselves. You know, you can have buildings that that the parts are um, are are fabricated with three D printing. That we can design anything now, right? We can use our creativity to design anything because now we can we can use everything can be custom at an affordable cost. Eventually, they will be. Um, you'll have these three D printers as part of our our construction process. And we can design a, a new hinge or a, a, a new detail or a, a piece of furniture or some object in the building um, or structural elements that, that are difficult to fabricate can now be 3D printed and become, you know, they take our models and they just fabricate them. We can do anything, right? So now with 3D printing, we can design whatever we want. It can be custom and they can, they can, you know, they can fabricate these custom pieces very quickly with 3D printing. Um, Neary Oxman at the AIA convention talked about uh, 3D printers and building, you know, uh, printing entire buildings. It's 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 really here, but it's not certainly not mainstream. Um, but it's eventually going to happen that there will be ways to 3D print not only components of buildings but entire buildings. It's it, if you see it in the journals, they're doing it already. Um, so. We're no longer going to be limited to the, to the, uh, to the catalogs, to the, to the available parts and products that are available to us. We're going to be able to 3d print, uh, things in the future, very near future. Uh, and that is going to significantly change the way we do what we do as architects. It's going to change the profession. 3d printing will change the profession within the next 10 years. It's going to be a, a significant part of what we do and how we do it. It's already here. And I'm going through these, these technologies in sort of in order of, 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 uh, of, of time, of the evolution. The 3D printing is already here. It's already happening. Uh, of these five or six technologies I'm going to talk about here today, um, this, is, this one's already you know, ahead of the others, but it's, it's, it's uh, significantly going to change the way we do what we do. The second one is is VR, virtual reality. You know, you this, that's sort of the buzzword right now in in architecture, in design. Uh, it's 
coming mainstream. We have the Oculus Rift 3D headset. Uh, you can buy it for, for less than $1,000. I think it's about $600. You can buy a headset um, and you can walk through your 3D models. HTC Vive, same thing. Um, you put your phone in the thing and uh, you are in your model. And, and the things that we can do, certainly we're going to be able to design uh, the using virtual reality. We're going to be able to uh, build virtual models and walk through our buildings and say, oh, that over there doesn't work. Let's make that work better. Um, we're going to obviously the, a, a very clear uh, change will be clash detection. We will be able to develop our architecture much quicker. Once these models are built, we're going to be able to walk through and see those those problems before they become real problem, you know, conflicts between uh, structure and H, H, um, HVAC and, and uh, you know, design clashes with structural clashes. Those things are going to happen very, I mean, with virtual reality, we're going to be able to walk through our buildings. In marketing and, and, and design itself, we're going to be able to not only uh, use that marketing to, you know, virtual reality, we're going to be able to show our clients walk through them through our architecture and they're going to be able to literally experience our buildings it's not virtual it's in their mind it becomes real it's so real virtual reality that it tricks your mind that it's real and you actually think that it's real and so um you're going to be able to walk your your clients through buildings without actually walking through those buildings you're also going to be able to get quicker decisions. So the design process will be quicker because you're going to be able to show a client very quickly what you're talking about. You know, try to convince a client to do something with 2D drawings in CAD uh, or even a 3D model that they're looking at through a monitor. Um, when they put these headsets on and walk through their building, uh, it's going to be much easier to make the decisions. And so client decision-making will be uh, significantly impacted um, uh, let's see here. I, I have some notes. Um, you know, it's, uh, this Oliver, uh, Dem demand Demangel, I think is his name. He says that it's going to become so real within the next five years that it's going to be more powerful than cocaine for architects, that architects are going to want to use this so badly that, that they're not going to want to stop using it. Um, you're going to use virtual reality for um, testing for light scenes and natural lighting and, and other user testing. You're going to be able to do uh, maybe emergency egress testing. You're going to actually be able to put people, users, your users in there in this building before it's built uh, and create scenarios of emergencies and have different use cases, um, both from a design point of view and an emergency point of view on, on how those people actually react and be able to uh, design and, and modify buildings and designs based on real testing before buildings are actually built. So buildings will become safer because of virtual reality. Um, and so it's here, virtual reality is here. It's going to, to significantly change the way we design buildings, certainly going to change the way uh, buildings are built. And, uh, and virtual reality is one of those technologies that within the next 10 years is certainly going to uh, completely changed the way uh, architecture is designed and built. And, and you know, you, you imagine these, you, you see these big headsets, you know, the Oculus Rift is this big bulky thing that you put on your eyes 
Uh, it looks ridiculous from my point of view, um, but it's amazing technology, right? But imagine, you know, think back in the 90s when you had a cell phone and you had that big brick of a cell phone that was like 10 inches tall and two inches wide and three inches deep. That was state of the art. That was the technology. That Oculus Rift, we'll look back in five years and it'll be much smaller, much less obtrusive. Um, those changes are coming. And so virtual reality, you just you know put glasses on or, or some, some uh, minimal goggles and you'll be able to walk through these spaces without all of that, uh, you know, basically a, a small monitor attached to your head. Uh, it'll all evolve and it will become part of the way we live, you know, out, inside and outside of architecture that, that virtual reality will become a part of our mainstream life. Let's take a quick break here to say thank you to FreshBooks for their support as a platform sponsor of Entree Architect. Because as a platform sponsor, FreshBooks has provided funding and support for our overall mission here at Entree Architect. They recognize the need for small firms like us to build better businesses in order to be better architects. FreshBooks is the easy to use accounting software designed to help us small firm owners get organized, save time, and get paid faster. It takes care of invoicing, expense tracking, estimating, reporting, and it all happens out on the cloud so you have access to your information from anywhere that you have access to the internet. And I use FreshBooks for my own small firm, FiveCat Studio, and my favorite feature of the FreshBooks software is sending my invoices by email and allowing my clients to pay by credit card. When FreshBooks says that you'll get paid faster, they're not kidding. With the convenience of clicking a button and paying by credit card, many of my clients pay now as soon as they receive their invoice. And for those clients who don't pay right away, FreshBooks automatically sends them a reminder of the balance due at an interval that I set. So once I send an invoice, I can go back to being an architect and I don't need to chase down any of my clients. And Tim Lee of FreshBooks will show you how easy it is to send invoices by email on our exclusive video series Tim and I produced exclusively for the Entree Architect community. Check out this free video series at entrearchitect.com slash freshbooksvideo. There's no catch. There's no email. It's completely free. Just go to entrearchitect.com slash freshbooksvideo and you will get the videos right away. There's three of them. Shows you everything you need to know about getting started. And then go to freshbooks.com slash architect, freshbooks.com slash architect and sign up for your free 30-day trial and give it a try. It's free. I suggest you just send one invoice and see what happens. That's how I got started. Just send one invoice to one client and see how it works. And when I did that and I got paid much faster than usual, I signed up for the rest of it and I set up my whole my whole account in FreshBooks. Freshbooks.com slash architect for your free 30-day trial. And be sure to enter Entree Architect in the how did you hear about us section. And so virtual reality is certainly a technology that will disrupt architecture and will change the way we do what we do. And so that's the second one. The, the third one also here, you know, also happening already is drones. You know, we drones right now, you know, mostly toys at this point, they've become much more than toys. Uh, they have drones that you can send up and you can use them for photography and, and you can do all these different things with drones. But, but, uh, I just listened to a podcast on the Tim Ferriss show, Mark Andreessen, uh, one of the pioneers, one of the, the fathers of the internet says that 
autonomous consumer drones, like they're talking about at Amazon with delivery, um, autonomous drones that you basically tell it what to do and it goes and it goes and does it. It's here now. He says that it's it's going to happen within the next couple of years that they are going to be introduced as consumer products and that you're going to be able to basically program it and it's going to go do what you want it to do and 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 just imagine just imagine what an autonomous consumer drone can do for architecture not only photography which is what most drones are being used for now in the industry you send up a drone you 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 know you use remote control and you send it up there and you take pictures of your site you take pictures of your of your architecture um that could be autonomous that could you know that uh delivery and 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 marketing you know all those things happen marketing with photography deliveries um amazon's talking about you know having amazon drones when you order something within hours a, a drone shows up on your doorstep and drops off the package sounds like science fiction right it's going to happen it's going to happen much sooner than we think um because it's already here the technology is already here for that to happen um, certainly in the industry of architecture and construction, inspections will be huge in uh, a, a, a huge, um, uh, market for drones. Sa any, any job where there is uh, safety concerns with visual inspections with human beings, uh, will all be done with drones. You're going to be able to send automated drones up to tops of buildings, to roofs, um, you know, have insurance inspections, have construction job site inspections, um, cell tower inspections, all done with drones. They go up, they 3D scan everything. Uh, they could have infrared filters and sensors to detect leaks for, uh, you know, anomalies in electrical wires or, or uh, gas leaks. They're going to be able to de detect all that. Um, delivery of materials to high locations to, to, you know, to bring materials from the ground to locations that are, that are on the roofs or up higher. All could be done uh, with with drones, picking up materials and delivering them all autonomously while uh, the building's being built. It could be programmed, and that's happening uh, without the the danger and the and the and the the um, the, the use of, of manpower to get the material to where you want it to go. Um, scanning existing conditions, drones can can be used for. Uh, Imagine a drone, autonomous drone. You you program it to, uh, to fly around a building, and it scans the entire building and and documents within a fraction of an inch, uh, the entire building, on the outside, and it can and it, then it goes back and it, you download that information and it creates a model, three D model within, eventually seconds, um, and then it prints out a three D printed model of the building pretty amazing, right? I mean, so that's, that's technology that's going to happen. Um, scanning inside as well, you know, scanning, having a drone, an interior drone, go from room to room, scanning the room, uh, creating existing conditions. It's going to happen. It absolutely will happen. They're talking about drones, building buildings, flight assembled architecture, um, is a company that, that used drones to build a six foot tower out of styrofoam blocks, 1500 styrofoam blocks, all autonomously. It programmed it. And then this drone picked up the blocks and built this, this tower. Eventually you're going to be able to scale that up and that will, you'll, you'll be able to use drones to build buildings. And so, um, and that leads me into the next technology, 
because drones is really just the next is the first, which is for me, I think that's interesting that drones came first because robots have been talked about forever. You know, they've been talking about drone uh, robots since the fifties, um, in, in, in science fiction, they've been talking about robots. Robots are obviously here. We see robots building cars and doing other things. They vacuum our, our houses. Um, imagine a Roomba, which is, I think, the name of the, the vacuum cleaner. Imagine that scanning your existing conditions, going from room to room and, and 3D scanning the room. And, and while you're not there, you just drop it off. It goes from room to room, scans the room, and creates a 3D model of existing conditions automatically, all autonomously, uh, all happening. Robots are already demolition tools. They, they have robots that, that, uh, made by Husqvarna. And I think there's another company, European company called Brock with two K's B R O K K, uh, that, that are demolition robots that you program them and they, they dismantle buildings and they sort the materials, uh, and do everything that you want. Uh, a demolition crew to do. They have robots to do that. Uh, obviously, construction methods. As time goes on, you'll you know the things that are repetitive are things that robots are good at. Anything that's repetitive is, is something a robot can take over. Painting. You know, you can have a robot paint rooms easily. Uh, you know, once they 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 do that, but you can easily imagine robots doing that. Floor finishing, uh, excavation. Certainly, uh, uh, you can have a robot programmed to be precisely excavating for your building. Um, no longer do you need a, a human operator to excavate for, for the, for new building. Masonry is already happening. There's a company called construction robotics. Uh, you can check it out at construction robotics.com. They have, um, a robot called Sam S A M semi automated Mason, It's basically a brick laying robot. And they have video of it that basically a, a, an arm comes out, picks up a brick, puts mortar on it, puts it where it belongs, drops it in, sets it down right where it needs to be and goes on to the next one. And it could build an entire veneer wall, uh, side by side with human masons. It's here. It's already happening. Framing will be done by robots. Welding is already in, in the automotive industry. Welding is a huge part, uh, all done by robots today in, you know, in, in large manufacturing, uh, automotive manufacturing, cutting, you know, uh, CNC machines are, is already happening. That's basically a robot. You program the, the cutting machine to cut exactly what you want, all computer, uh, computer, uh, controlled cutting, uh, and anything manufacturing, manufacturing, you know, within the architecture in the, in, in the construction industry, uh, robots are going to, you know, continue to build, you know, create the materials, create the products, create the, the, uh, the things we build buildings with. Maintenance and repair can be in the inspections of maintenance and repair. Uh, not only inspections, you know, robots can inspect buildings, but then also see something that's out of the ordinary and fix it. Cleaning, you know, build the cleaning of buildings can all be done by robots. Um, the cost of construction, interestingly, when you have robots involved, uh, potentially could go down. The cost of construction and the and materials that, that go into buildings. So construction may be able to come down we'll be able to do more with the money that we have. Um, so if, if robots, so think about this. So if robots and drones and 3d printing is part of what we're doing here and it's, and it's going to change the way we do things, think about this. So how are we going to, to change? How is, how are robots and drones and 3d printing? How is that going to change the way we do our work? How do we, how do, how do our drawings change? Do we even have drawings anymore? Do the drawings become, digital files that, you know, are, 
you know, 3D virtual reality walkthroughs. They're, and they're no longer drawings. Um, the, the drawings, you know, in the future of architecture, there are no drawings. Think about that, that architects of the future will not be drawing. We'll be building our buildings within computers that we will essentially, which we're doing already with BIM, we're building the entire building within a computer. So it's a real building inside, you know, not a real building, but obviously the virtual building, representation of the building that, and then, you know, walking through it with VR and doing all the things that we're going to do. How does our profession change? How does our job as architects change? It's not going away, it's evolving. And so these are things that we wanna think about and it's happening faster than you think. It's happening now. So how do we, how do our, how does our role as architects evolve and how, how do we get paid for what we do? What do we do? Um, those are the things that we should be thinking about. You know, we should be thinking about how uh, we do what we do as architects when we're talking about these technologies. These technologies are here and in the next five years, they're going to be mainstream. Um, and in the next 10 years, they're going to be uh, the way we do architecture. It's going to be what we do and how we do it. It's not going to be an option. Um, the next one, I think it's the fifth one, is artificial intelligence. And I love artificial intelligence. I love the idea. I've been reading about artificial intelligence uh, since high school. Uh, for me, it's always been this science fiction thing. Um, but it's, it's real and it's already happening. It's already here. Um, Imagine in architecture, computers designing buildings. I know, everybody just cringed, right? Well, with artificial intelligence, you will have computers that are intelligent enough to, to, to be creative. That they'll, they'll be able to do creative tasks. They're, they will be able to, to uh, look at an existing building and design an addition. It may not be as beautiful as we want it to be. Uh, potentially, maybe they will be, um, but it will do everything it needs to do. It, you know, it'll be able to create plans and floor plans and sections of spaces that meet re specific requirements, and it will be able to do the things that architects do. Right? Interesting. Interesting. And I know it's scary for architects. Um, architecture is going to evolve, going to change already very, very different than it was centuries ago, and it will continue to change. Um, there's a, the deep learning is, is basically the term they use for artificial intelligence that, that instead of tasks programmed, uh, let me read this. It says, instead of tasks programmed, uh, pre-programmed, the system is able to train and improve itself based on experience. That's, that's essentially what artificial intelligence is based on deep learning that Computers are learning that they're, they're that computers um, potentially could instead of pre-programmed tasks like you know with I was talking about with a drone you program what you want it to do and it'll do it. Imagine a drone or a robot learning what it needs to learn and starts doing it better than it was originally programmed to do. That's what's going to happen. It's happening. That's artificial intelligence. Um, it's not. Scary. I know a lot of people's mind, as soon as you hear artificial intelligence, you think of the rise of the robots taking over the humans and we all die. That won't happen. Um, we will be able, we will, the technology will evolve and it will become just like, you know, 
Siri on our telephones, you know, that, that, you know, computer vision and speak recognition, speech recognition and, and natural language was impossible just a few years ago. And today we're talking to our iPhones and iPhones are doing what we're asking it to do. Driverless cars, Google has created a driverless car. Other companies have created these driverless cars that now work. That's all based on deep learning and, and, um, artificial intelligence that, that these will become tools for what we do uh, and how we do it. Um, imagine a computer designing a, a space and, and instantly creating multiple schemes that then you can take and manipulate and do the things we need to do. Imagine that. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying it's coming. Then, then the more practical things like code reviews, all the things we don't like, this will be great, right? We'll, have, we'll, be able, we'll be able to have artificial intelligence do these things we don't like to do, like bookkeeping uh, or, or, or uh, code reviews. You'll be able to you know, present the computer, the drawings, and it will be able to go through it and, and do a full analysis of the code, of the zoning, of the structural design, of the accessibility routes and all the things that go along with, with accessibility that that artificial intelligence will be able to allow computers to uh, flag things that we may miss or we may not want to do, that, that it'll be just, that's part of the workflow that we design it and then the, then the computer checks it. Parking and traffic patterns, things like that, will be able to be all fully designed and, and uh, you know, put together through artificial intelligence. Really, really cool stuff in my mind. So that's, those are five technologies that will absolutely um, change the way we do what we do as architects. Uh, and they're coming, they're already here and, and they're, they're going to be uh, mainstream within five years and will absolutely change the profession of architecture within the next decade. But don't be afraid of this. You know, I, I, I imagine that many of you are listening to me and, and thinking, this is horrible. This is not the profession that I want to, to be part of. I, I say, fear not. I say, th- this is not going to replace architects, uh, but we absolutely need to acknowledge it. We absolutely need to adapt to it, to be the leaders of this technology. Um, that is the most important thing, that we recognize it, accept it, acknowledge it, and become the leaders of it. Embrace it. Don't miss this opportunity, architects. Don't miss this opportunity. Don't let this be the, the construction management revolution where architects gave away their services and control of the construction process. When we were, we were uh, the master builders and we're all reclaiming that. We all wanna be master builders and developers, right? We let that go, we were, and we let it go. We gave it away because of the, of the, of the legal uh, ramis, ramifications or the insurance ramifications and, and the construction management industry was born, right? They basically took the roles and the responsibilities away from the architects. This is an opportunity. We're, I'm telling you right now that these things are coming. Become the leaders of them. Become the leaders of them. Machines and technologies will change the way we do what we do. And they will be our tools. They're not going to be our, our replacements. They're not going to replace us as architects. But we need to be willing to change. Our workplaces will change. Our studios will change. Our roles and responsibilities as architects will change. Change is inevitable and it's coming very, very quickly. In our lifetimes, these things will be mainstream and they're going to change the way we do it. And we're either going to embrace it 
and become the leaders of it, or we won't. We'll reject it, we'll push it away, and other peoples will see other other industries, other people will see that that vacuum and that opportunity, and they will seize it. And they take it right from us as architects. And we will. We will vanish. We will vanish as a profession if we don't seize the opportunity to take these these technologies, embrace them, become masters of them, and and have them be our tools, have them be um, the the things that that take our profession, take individually, take our businesses to the next level, piece by piece. It becomes part of what we do, and the opportunities that are there are there for us to take. We just need to embrace them. And I just want to talk about one more technology. I don't know a whole lot about it, but I see this coming as well. The sixth one. The sixth one is cryptocurrency. You may have heard of Bitcoin. Um, I imagine a future. And this is, you know, like I said, these are sort of in the in the order of of uh, the most most short term to the longest term. And I think cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, uh, basically electronic currency, is going to eventually be the way we do commerce. That paper money, if you think about paper money and you think about the, the, the impracticality of paper money and, and the way that money and the, and, and the current systems of a central bank, and again, I don't know a lot about this stuff, but I could just, I just think beyond uh, what we have today. And, and we're, we're already doing that. When I get paid by credit card and I send an invoice to a client and a client says, yes, I'll pay it with my credit card, Essentially, all that's hap- all that's happening is that we're taking numbers from my client's bank account, and they're transferring it electronically. Uh, these numbers are going into my bank account, and so their bank account gets reduced by this number of you know this amount of numbers, and my ac- account goes up uh, in those uh, that amount of numbers. Technologies like PayPal and Stripe are completely technology. I mean, completely uh, digital. That digital currency. Uh, in my mind, and in my opinion, and, and again, limited knowledge, um, is going to be the future. It's going to happen. It's going that that um, uh, it'll be the way we pay. That it'll just be numbers from one account moving to another account through a, a, a decentralized, no no central bank system. That that will have less corruption. Will have less control uh, uh, by humans. It'll it'll be. Um, an electronic payment system that uh, is is set up, and sure, certainly there's there's uh, you know possibilities that this gets you know goes in the wrong direction and becomes a problem. I don't know enough about it, but I just imagine that the future of currency will be all digital and it'll become electronic. That Bitcoin is already uh, acknowledged by the IRS. The IRS has already ruled back in 2014 that that Bitcoin is a real thing and it's acknowledged by the IRS. They, they look at it as um, property, not currency. And so it's, it's subject to capital gains taxes. You know, the, the government's got to get their piece. And so um, Bitcoin is already acknowledged. So it's already legal in the United States and it's handled more like precious metals than it is currency. And so um, that technology is happening. There, there are already dozens of companies that are developing uh, uh um, the evolution of Bitcoin, 
Um, it's just something that I wanted to mention and to just keep on your radar that that, and I don't know how that changes our profession, but I know it changes our society. Um, and will eventually change the way we do architecture as well, which is why I put it at the end and sort of after the, the, the discussion about, you know, claiming and, and reclaiming the profession. I just want you to think about digital currency and cryptocurrency, things like Bitcoin. Um, so that's the sixth one. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to, to uh, the title of this is, is six, six technologies that will change the profession. And so that's the sixth one. But the top five, certainly 3D printing, virtual reality, drones, robots, and artificial, intelli artificial intelligence are here now. Our society is going to change because of the way these things are evolving. Um, and like I said, we as architects, this is going to change our profession. Our profession is changing. And it is up to, it is up to us as architects, as small firm architects, to embrace these technologies. You know, it's time to go from CAD to BIM. Time. It's time to embrace virtual reality and drones and robots and artificial intelligence. It's time to embrace it and to become the leaders of these technologies. So when people, you know, when, when the society looks at who is in control of these technologies, who are the experts within these, these technological uh, realms? And they say, oh yes, the architects. They know what they're doing. They're the ones who know how to use this technology, how to embrace it and make it better. Not some new industry that comes in and takes over the things that we do. So just think about it. These are, these are six technologies that are going to change the world around us. Six technologies that will change the profession in the coming decade. Think about it and embrace it. Complete show notes and a direct link to download this episode will be found at entrearchitect.com slash episode 127. And don't forget to grab your free digital course, Profit for Small Firm Architects at entrearchitect.com slash free course. My name is Mark Arlapage, and I'm an entrepreneur architect, and I encourage you to go share what you know. Thank you for listening and have a great week. mentioned it to my family but in terms of telling people like oh yeah we're doing this i'm looking for projects you got anything yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me dreaming of launching your own architecture firm well, well buckle up for a wild ride with emerging the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm where do we begin we don't even know what type of business to formalize as is it an llc is it an llp like how are taxes i mean the list is astronomical <laughs> Season 1 featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris 
owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that <laughs> then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like, us? Can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh the one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast. It's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is going to be a priority. When the job is done, we're going to actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.